Now, who's this playing? And it's a it's a good time to be here. Who, who's this playing? Oh, come on. Now. Brothers Johnson? You're really fan man. And yeah. just fan of football, not fan of music? Fan of, I'm a fan of music, this too. The Brothers Johnson. The Brothers Johnson. That's not right. the Johnson yeah. Brothers, but Brothers no, oh, Johnson. The Johnson Brothers. Okay. Hey, you're listening to the Ray Ellis Show. My name is Fan Man, and welcome to uh, VoiceAmericaSports.com. Does that mean I'm Ray Ellis? I, I think you are. Are oh, you Ray wow. Ellis? Wow, man. Are you, it's are you good fake? to be Ray are Ellis you, today, uh, especially here in the Valley. Yes, it is. When it's nice and hot. And As nearby. always. As always. Hey, uh, coming up shortly in the hour, uh, Pat Summerall should be calling in. We hope that Pat hey, will be... Um, Pat. Man. That's right, Pat Summerall's coming. Yeah, that gives me goosebumps. You got to understand. You can't just say, you know, Pat is going to be on. You know, you got to take time. Oh, I got to take time. That's okay, why Pat. Yeah. That was what Pat was so good about. You know, he made it something special when he said your name. Yeah. So say that again, Pat. So, who? So Pat Summerall. Man, that's but, okay. Be great. Pat Summerall should be calling in. We hope this hour. He said he would uh, try very, very hard to uh, give us a holler and talk about a little bit about uh, his uh, upcoming uh, no, I, radio I, show I, I and what he's going to be talking take, about. When I, when I when I said what I just said, well, you know, I want everybody to understand. I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's one, it's one of those things whereas when you are a little kid that's like in high school right now, well, I call a high school you know, student a little kid, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just hope and pray that whoever, Troy Aikman, who's very good, okay. would get a chance to we'll say chance your to name, to, so we, to announce your name I, during a football game. I think we got to play the Brothers Johnson again because they didn't get the feed. Oh, they didn't get the no, feed. No, they didn't get the feed. I can't believe it. We're going to play that. Hey, uh, Ryan the Engineer. Because we, 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 we funky now. Yeah, right? it is the... We got Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall Man. coming on this hour. We are funky. And now. we got the Brothers Johnson. We got the Brothers Johnson. And the Johnson Brothers. And this is Ray Johnson Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. And this is with Ray the Ellis. number one co-host in the world. You weren't even hearing the feed. There you go. See, this? we got all this high-end technology. They can't hear us. the number one co-host in the world? Fan Man. That's you. There I am. Yeah. That's you. And, and as I said, I guess that makes me Ray Ellis. That's Ray Ellis. And you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what we always talk about, the Cardinals. What do you yeah. Uh, what do you think about the game? Well, what? you know, I'm one of those people that, again, I'm happy to have this type of medium because it gives me the opportunity to say what I really feel. Your true opinion. And it also gives the fans a chance to call in if they want to call in and say what they really want to say. And, and the number you know, is? Uh, the number is 866-472-5787. And uh, I, I do have something to say. So so, I mean, so let's hear what you have to say, well, and then you'll hear you know, what I have to First of all, you know, it's been quite a while since we've had some football, you know, to talk about. But we've got some football to talk about. Now, and the Cardinals, as I said, when I, when I first got here, I said, you know, if this team is going to be a winner, you know, one of the things that has to happen has got to be strong leadership. And the leadership starts at the top. And who's the guy who gets the credit when they win? He gets the credit when they lose. It's Matt. So, so Matt's under the radar. And i got to tell you, if, if, if Wiz comes here to create competition at every mm-hmm. position, for me right now, Mm-hmm. There's strong competition at quarterback position. So you're saying there's going to be a quarterback controversy, well, probably you, you, starting with this game. You can call game. it what you want to call it, but you know, many times it's uh, you know sometimes you read between the lines and you get it wrong. Mm-hmm. But see, I think that I read between the lines and I think I got this right because when Kurt Warner drove our team, notice I call the Cardinals our team. Our team, yeah, yeah, it's your drove team. down the field. Uh-huh. 
and they scored. Yeah, I know. He so, went uh, right uh, to him. Yeah, right to him. Spoke to him very briefly. Yes, he and did. He no longer. That was, was Wiseman not talking to, 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 Matt, to, to no, 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 to no, Kurt Warner. To Kurt Warner. To, yeah, it was funny that they put him in for that one play. No, no it was a, a series. It, it was a series. series. Sorry, the series. Yeah. And he gets a touchdown and at the end of it. Donnie pulls him out, and then he talks. But Matt plays a whole quarter. Yeah, and and it was sloppy. So, so, so answer this. I mean, I know you know Matt is the so-called starting quarterback now, and Kurt is our backup. So, so you're trying to start. A controversy. That's no, what you're no, to do. no. What I'm trying to say is that I believe, and, and I've always kind of felt this way about football. You know, any other sport that hears out there, if you're having a bad day, wow, you're having a bad day. We're going to play some music. Playing some music. It's a I bad guess. day. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it, it's a bad day. Anyway, <laughs> you know? we got that engineer. He must be on. Uh, what, what are you smoking over there, dude? I don't know, but whose show is? Uh, obviously, that was. Uh, oh, they're testing things out. They're testing things out on our show, right? Oh, they're testing uh, yeah, things out. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing too. The Cardinals are testing out people to see if they could, you know, come in and make us a winner. And right now... Oh, we weren't on air. So we're going on air. Oh, it was not on air. That's what they're saying. Oh, okay. well, you know. Anyway, I thought the game was, um, uh, for the first time out, they... And it is yeah, a preseason yeah, game. You know, it's in the did first game. they look game. good and look bad? Uh, you know what? I, I kind of like... So, sometimes they did look good, but that, th- that, uh, bleh, that third-string quarterback... Uh, Coy, what's his name? Boyd or something. Boyd or something. He he was good. He, well, uh, he he did pretty well. He's, he's third string. You know, I'm looking at the first string, and I'm looking at. Listen, this was a team that went into this preseason game very very healthy. Didn't come out healthy. Well, you know, the injuries they're linked to uh, tough practice, I guess. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, well, many people, you know, that that you're talking about controversy. That right there well, no, has always been a controversy as to what is the type of camp you should run in terms of. Should it be an ex- extremely physical camp, mm-hmm. or should could you, should you back off to prevent injuries? Now these guys obviously got hurt as a result of this game, but then many times you know people think, wow, it's because of what happened prior to the game. Maybe the body was a little run down. Maybe the body you know wasn't you know properly prepared, and maybe this person wasn't in shape. All those different things come up because you start thinking, wow, did I get injured because I was. I was overprepared, I overworked my body, mm-hmm. or did I get hurt because I didn't prepare enough and my body wasn't in great shape? Well, I, I look at it this way. The biggest part of this whole situation with injuries is the physical conditioning that they get in the off season. And that's what um, that's what it's all about. Now, Weisenhunt can sit there, and, and he said that, but you can't overemphasize that the work they put in, they were strong, they're in good shape, and that is the purpose of doing that. But then but O'Keefe the injury, goes in and breaks his leg. Injury, I mean, I, see, injuries happen. See, well, you no, know, no, it doesn't injury, make a difference about how strong you are. If you're going to break your leg, you know, that's a freak accident. You know, well, that so, could happen at any time during well, the game. I mean, that could happen any second of the game. That's well, you why know, Russ it, Grimm was on, on TV last night, there, and they were saying about, okay, you know, this can happen at any given time, at any given moment during it, if it's practice, if it's a preseason game, or uh, you know, the start of the NFL season. A player can go in there healthy as can be and break his leg, and it's over. And you've got, and, and that's the reason why you've got to have competition. You've got to have good players in backup positions because now all of a sudden, guys who perhaps maybe were not going to be a part of the starting offense, you know, they're thrown in there. As a matter of fact, uh, our number one draft pick now, you know, Levi's, he's in the lineup. He's, he's in starting. the lineup. Sure, he has to start. And $18 million, dollars, you should start. Well, you know, perhaps maybe the money is the reason why he should start or will start, but, you know, the fact of the matter is, regardless of why, he got to be ready. Well, he's the Cardinals stayed uh, fairly healthy during the first two weeks of training camp, but the first game of the preseason wasn't as kind. Uh, the, the test on uh, Chicky O'Keefer uh, confirmed that he has a torn bicep muscle, and starting right tackle Oliver Ross tore a, a tricep muscle on Saturday night's loss to the uh, Raiders. So both are expected to seek second opinions, right, before any decisions are made in terms of treatment or surgery. But they're saying now that O'Keefer's out for the season. He's over with. 
And uh, basically, the backup to O'Keefer is Daryl Blockstock, who has yet to show much of his potential since being drafted in 2005. Well, so they, they, you know, these, but they have two other uh, offensive tackles or, uh, or uh, guards that come in, came in from Buffalo and also came in from uh, Chicago. Yeah, we so they have up, a lot of experience. We, we picked up some veterans in the offseason, but the fact of the matter is, again, even when you pick up those, uh, you know, those guys in the offseason, uh-huh. uh, what you've got to find out is can they play? Right. And in order to do that, you, you go ahead. Yeah, we're going to find out. Anyway, we have Roy from Phoenix on hold. Roy, welcome to the Ray Ellis uh, Sports Show and VoiceAmericaSports.com. You're talking to Fayman. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Um, I just heard a comment. Uh, gentlemen, we're talking about uh, the injuries that the Cardinals have uh, experienced over the preseason. And I was just curious. I heard a comment when I was watching the game that they have gone from um, machines to strictly free weight. And I was wondering what kind of effect that would have on uh, NFL players uh, that may have been used to um, machines all their um, conditioning life in terms of college and pro to go strictly to um, the free weights, if that would have any kind of effect on uh, any of the injuries that any of the players experience. Well, you know, uh, you know, I've always been the kind of guy that kind of likes free weights. You know, when when the uh when the knowledge machines and things of like that started coming out, and then you got all the you know all kind of stuff that's out on the market nowadays, basically it just adds uh, you know a little bit of diversity to your training experience. You, there's different angles of which you can you know you can work a muscle out that perhaps maybe you know the free weights you can't get yourself in that kind of position. It's like the body turns different ways, so you want to get a chance to see if you can strengthen that 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 muscle at that angle. But so, so Roy, you're saying that the strength and conditioning coach uh, changed the. Um the workouts for the players, and you think that might have something to do with these injuries? But, but different uh, players have wait, different... Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead, Ray, what? No, no, no. That, that's not, I'm not making a statement. That, that's really a, a question because I don't, I don't have that level of... Uh, well, I asked you a question, so I want an answer, Roy. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, I had heard it on when I was watching the game, and I was just mm-hmm. curious because I, I had always thought that um, the free the free weights was, um, you know, I guess, the preferred method for mm-hmm. uh, football players, and... The um, machines would add, I guess, an extra degree of flexibility. But when mm-hmm. you get something like a bicep injury, you know, I don't know that that would be um, riskier. No, that's just no, that, as opposed to a free weight. No, that's just uh, that bicep injury. It's like a broke. It's like the broken leg. That's just a freak accident. You oh, know, that's, that, that, that's not going to have anything necessarily to do with uh, what you what he worked out with or what he didn't work out okay. with. But certainly, some guys. You know, some and their heads. You know, some guys just like free weights. Other guys like machines. You know, okay. so and some Roy, guys don't like to lift at all. So, Roy, <laughs> hey, when you watch the game, what was your opinion of the the way they came out, the way they played, based on Linert and you know the, the you know Kurt Warner and the line, the O line, and, and the whole thing? What, what, what was your take on it? Flat, flat, flat. In a okay. word, flat. Um, no excitement. No, no. Um, I, I'll tell you something. I was really surprised to see uh, Kurt, Kurt Warner as lively as he was. Mm-hmm. Um, because he did look lively, and maybe it was because uh, he had the first team line in there, and they had substituted on defense. I don't know. That would probably raise your confidence level a little bit. But him being a veteran, he knows what he can do. Also, um, he's very confident in his skills. However, I didn't notice that kind of uh, confidence in Matt Liner. I really didn't. I, I agree with you. I didn't see that confidence level at all with Liner. No, and the um, thing about it is, your team, your teammates, they rally around that. I mean, if you look at, at, at Green Bay, you know, if their offense, you know, is, it's less than what it has been, especially when they won the Super Bowl under that same quarterback, Brett Farr. But at the same time, you cannot tell me that that team does not go in there on offense with a level of confidence that we can get this done because of how uh, Brett's demeanor and the way he carries himself on the field. 
Right. I noticed I noticed with Liner the way he was throwing, and he's left-handed, which Ray always brings up. But the way he was throwing the ball, it was like it was lo- sloppy. It was uh, high. Well, I, well yeah. I just didn't think he was in mid-season yeah. form. No, if you no. saw Kurt's passes, everything yeah. that Kurt threw was, but, you know, and I've been a receiver before. They were right here, you know, right, right at your chest, right, chest, right in right. arm's reach. But when you've got to jump up, Fitzgerald had to jump I, up a couple times. I, yeah. That's what upset me about the Fitzgerald situation, Murray. When he jumped up for that ball, I was, like, scared to death that somebody oh, was going to come in and crush him. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can you hold on, Roy? we got to take a break. Can no. you hold on for a few we're minutes? We're taking a break. Yeah, we want to get some more Brothers Johnson. Yeah, well, hey, we're some more Brothers Johnson. Now, you're listening to the Ray Ellis Sports Show on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Fan Man, and we're going to hear some great music from the Brothers Johnson, but apparently they, I guess they don't have it, but anyway, we'll be right Man, back. Man, we'll listen to whatever, just as long as we come back. <laughs> and we'll be back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Can't get enough of college basketball? We can't either. Tune into the College Basketball Experience with host Jim Haney for the ultimate interactive basketball talk radio show. Don't just watch college basketball. Hear about it and talk about it with those who know college basketball best, the coaches. The College Basketball Experience airs live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 o'clock Eastern, with Jim Haney, the Executive Director of the National Association of Basketball Coaches. Participate in active open discussions on current topics in college basketball and as Jim brings listeners insight from today's top college basketball basketball coaches, as well as stories and opinions from the legends of college basketball. That's the College Basketball Experience, airing live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We never play around. We're trying to get the Cardinals to get serious about two and not play around. And speaking of the Cardinals, I watched the game, and I think Roy's still here and maybe get his opinion on it because, you know. Unlike the brothers Johnson, Edwards James was not on top of his game. Edge was not on top of his game. And, I, and this was something I was looking to see when he played this past weekend. Okay. 
what do you have to say about it? Well, you know what? I'm, old, I'm an Edron James. I'm an Edge fan. Roy, what you? How did you feel about the uh, Edron James situation and the running back uh, over the uh, on Saturday night? Well, Marcel I'm Ship looked a lot better. I, uh, I've enjoyed Edron since Miami days, and um, I liked him in uh, in Indianapolis. But so one I. thing that interested Edge, he, he seems to present to me because I've been watching him. He doesn't have that zip when he hits the hole anymore, and it's you know you at least I, I've noticed it over the years in watching running backs uh, as they get older. They seem to be a little bit more cautious uh, mm-hmm. when it's when it's uh, like what's uh, it, it's not as meaningful now as it's going to be later on in the season. He knows it's going to be a long season, um, so I understand a little bit of it. I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm in his head because I have no idea what it's like to be a professional athlete, but at the same time. I think that he runs a little bit tentatively until he sees an opening on the other side of the, the initial defensive line. When he gets to linebackers, then he seems to turn it up a bit or making it to the outside. But when he hits the hole up the middle, you know, he doesn't have that, that oomph when he goes through there. Well, you know why he doesn't have that oomph is because he's he's getting slammed and bumped before he can get the Jets on. That, <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, if you watch no, no, it, I disagree. No, no. You I, disagree. Wa- I saw it. So I watched Mar- it. Marcel Ship didn't have that problem. He And J.J. Arrington didn't have that problem. J.J. Arrington did have that problem. No, he had, he had a couple nice runs. Well, and and what know, you should be able to see is they've got two different gears. I think once Terrell Smith is in there, Terrell Smith is coming in from back from back east from Cleveland, and he he played at ASU, and I think he's going to be really helpful in getting he, Edge. He to was the, there, to the and point. Edge just doesn't have it. No, I think if Edge you does would put, have it. If, no, if you would put those I guys behind, okay, what? Well, if, if you put them behind, you know, you would see. If you put them in a position behind Terry, you'll see that you know he's he's a great blocker, and it's just that Edge just isn't able to make it. He's a he's a patient runner, which is what he was when he was in Indianapolis. But once he sees that the hole's there, he just can't hit it like he used to be able to hit it. Okay, okay so so after this game uh, Saturday night, I walked away. I mean, it was twenty-seven to twenty-four, three points, no big deal. It's a you know preseason. Not too many people watch the game, but the hardcores like we did. Um, and I was, you know, I, I guess Roy, are you looking to see something in the second game with the Texans this coming Saturday? Are you looking to see, hey, this is the Cardinals team that's going to be coming out for the next uh, three preseason games and into the season? Well, uh, I'm surely looking to see a different Cardinals team because what I saw there, um, initially in this game was a team that was flat, one. And two, a, a team that didn't have the uh, cohesiveness that I, I really felt like um, they need to build upon uh, from game one all the way through because they were had penalties. I mean, there was mishaps in the way the coaching staff handled the play. Well, you know, and, uh, you know, that led to an interception. Hey, Roy, you're right, because I watch that Seattle game, Seattle and San Diego, and Seattle basically, I mean, I, they, they they had their act together. Yeah, yeah. Well, well at, at the same time, you have to understand that Holmgren's got a veteran uh, staff with him that mm-hmm. have been together for a while. And I've got to give uh, Coach Wisenhut uh, some credit in the way he's assembled this staff, uh, mm-hmm. but they don't have that, that uh, longevity together, and it's coming together. This whole team is coming together. They've got to find an identity, and when they find an identity, I think Wisenhut will, just like uh, Coward did at Pittsburgh where he was uh, under Coward's wing, I think that he'll be able to infuse a certain amount of passion and enthusiasm mm-hmm. them and into them, and those that don't bring it won't be well, there. won't be there, and I totally agree with you because it's going to take a little time for this to build up, and that's why a lot of people, especially somebody in this room, was saying, you know, Super Bowl and playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen whatsoever. I think it's there's a safe bet on my side to say it's a 500 um, uh, season 8-8, eight and eight, uh, and I'm saying that at best. Lack okay? of faith. Well, no, that is faith. Yeah, I'm well, trying. I, I got faith. I got faith. Let me tell you what my faith is. Yeah, my faith tells faith me at? that even though 
this team start off their first drive, they were three and out. Their second drive, three they and were out. three and out. They're three and out. Three and out. Well, three, you know what? But the defense played well. Yeah. The defense held, you know, of course, the opponent to three and out. The Raiders didn't do anything as well early on. They moved the ball a little bit. on. The Raiders look good, as a matter of fact. Some of their special teams play look yeah, very good. Very good. But Josh McCowan, hey, Roy, remember Josh McCowan used to play here? Yeah. Well, he played pretty good for Oakland. Well, yes, he, he, he played good. What'd you say, Roy? I was quite surprised about that, too. Well, he's a good but quarterback. He got yeah, bummed yeah, around. He, he got kicked he, around. He's got skills. But I'm going to tell you something. Um, when you're playing, the, you're playing the Raiders, and I don't think that there's a more uh, uh, dysfunctional uh, team in the NFL right now that's being, at least being, uh, being made out to be that way in the media in terms of all the, the chaotic things that have been happening with them. They haven't. They seem like they had a little more cohesive unit than than the, the Cardinals. Yeah, that's well, what I, that's well, what I saw again, too. They're, they're going through the same process we're going through. Right, they got well, a new coach, except right. their first round pick is out. The number one right. pick, the quarterback, know, yeah. in, in the draft is out. Well, that's but, what I said. This game was a train wreck. Yeah, but 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 I thought they look, I thought they looked decent for all the things that they're having, all the distractions they may be having. Their first round pick is out. You know, I don't know if he's going to start or not the first game. Some right. people thought he'd have started the first game. He's not there. But listen, they got Dante Culpepper. They didn't do too bad. Yeah, he played. No, he threw some. He threw a nice pass down the middle. Well, that's one play. Could have been a touchdown. Yeah, that's one play, though. Yeah, well, yeah. well all, you need is a, all you need is a quarterback to put the, If Matt would have threw a nice pass. And, well, you know, uh, Matt would have. Yeah, that's I, why I Matt's under the radar right I, now. I, you know what, hey, Roy, I think Ray is right. Ray played football, you know, NFL. He knows. And when he said that to me Saturday night, because we were talking during the game, and he goes, you know what, Liner's not looking too good. He's, he's kind of like weak out there. And then all of a sudden, here comes Warner, bang, done. Yeah, he, I mean, I, I, you know what? And you take him out. See, that's the part to me. Listen, Dante Culpepper, who is may end up starting for the Raiders or may not, but Dante Culpepper went in and stayed and played, a, you know, a pretty mm-hmm. good amount of time in, in, yeah. in that game. He may end up being the starter for the Raiders, okay? But now when you look at us and you put in, you know, Kurt Warner and Kurt just stays in for a series and scores and you take him out. And you, he's your backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Why are you afraid to expose him to the injury? Because you must be thinking about the fact that I might have this guy as my starting quarterback. Well, you know, Ray, you played I the game, so go ahead. Ray, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I really think that um, actually um, Oakland is hoping that they do um, use Culpepper. And I think that um, because so much has been invested in, in Liner, I don't think that they want to do that here. I think that they really want Liner to be the starter here no matter what. And they expected Warner to have some uh, success, and I'm glad that he did. I've been his fan and really disappointed that he hasn't been a starter uh, since he won the Super Bowl um, consistently. But I really think that Oakland wants Culpepper to be the starter. I think they were really kind of, uh, when he fumbled the ball and things like that, I I think they they wanted him to get off a little bit sharper. And everybody's Mm -hmm. pulling for him to overcome this injury and be the starter there. But I don't think that they want Warner to be the starter here. Uh, I think you're 100% right. That it, when Fat Denny pulled uh, Warner out last year and threw in Liner and he was running for his life, I, I this year I thought Liner coming out on the first play, we're going to say, okay, let's see what these guys got. Let, let's see how much confidence he has. And you're right, right? I didn't. I saw flat. I saw same old stuff from last year. It looked like, come on, guys, get into it. Then I'm looking at the Seattle game, and they're and I know they have a lot more experience in the cohesive unit, and the, you know you can go on and on and on. But bottom line is they, they look so together on the field, where the Cardinals just seem kind of like you know. Airy, you know, well, I, just... I'm going to say this. Uh, you know, I think that when uh, Wisenhunt took this job, he came here and, and he came here with an, an agreement that, listen, this is going to be my team. You know, and whomever or whatever happened before I got here makes no difference. This is going to be my team, and I, and I want the ability to to I run think, this team the way I want to. I think it's and great that idea. includes 
the competition at the quarterback position right. because if you look back on the series of the, uh, on the history of the NFL, there have been some first round draft picks. I mean, number one picks in the entire draft mm-hmm. at quarterback, you know, yeah. that have not really blossomed. There, yeah. there are no, I mean, you just look over the years of a quarterback that's been taken that's been taken high. Mm-hmm. They don't always perform. Well, that's what right. happens in the league nowadays is listen, you've got to perform or you've got to go. And I think. And there's a resurgence of quarterbacks who's been to the Super Bowl, then they go someplace else, maybe they go again, or been to Pro Bowls, not been to the Super Bowl, go to another team, they make it to the Super Bowl. I think that they're going to take a chance. He wants to win. And if Matt is not the answer, I think Kurt will be there. Kurt's going to be there. I, Roy, what do you think about that? Well, um, I won't be disappointed if, if Kurt Warner does play because I think the offense will be more potent. I think he's more of a threat right now with his uh, with his knowledge and experience in the game. Um, yes, his mobility is limited, but I don't see um, see Matt Leinart as being Fran Tarkenton in the pocket either. You know, and Fran happened to be one of my favorite quarterbacks. Uh, I haven't heard that name in a long oh, time. Oh yeah, you talk about uh, people scrambling around Michael Vick and some of the other quarterbacks. Not Randall Fran Cunningham. Tark- Fran Tarkenton is the one that opened it all up to me, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I don't see either one of the quarterbacks that they have here as doing that. But when it comes to my choice and having a quarterback here, I'm a Kurt Warner fan. I'm, I'm not against Matt Leinart, but. Um, it's not going to hurt him to take over in the second part of the season. I'm looking at the beginning of uh, their first, um, I'll say, first seven games. I'm looking at them going one and six. Well, you know, that's what I've been saying all along. And, you know, Ray has been preaching to me that they're going to be, uh, you know, four and four or four and three. Well, and I've been going, no, Seattle, they're going to lose. Yeah, you're right because we. You, you we, saw it for yourself now. You're right. But listen, fam, and you Thank said you. it. We, we've you. gone through Thank the schedule you. a few Thank times. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, Roy, what we do is he and I go through the schedule with different fans that call in. And many times people will come out just the way you did because our first game is against San Francisco. And many people think, what's going to happen to that fan, man? Uh-huh. You know, they're going to lose. You know what? They're going to lose. I don't okay, want to be you said it. You don't have to. Don't give me the long version. I'm not giving you the long version. We're losing the first We're going to lose the first against game. Against Seattle. We're going to lose it. Okay, so we're on two against Baltimore. Lose it. Okay, so you and Roy, where this one game coming from? Because I'm, I'm hoping that we win more than one game, but, you but know I'm, what, I'm confused as to which one is going to be as well. Right. Okay. And right. Ba- base, um, let me right. see here. If I can, I, I don't well, know. Well, we got, but the next game is the Ravens, which, you know, what do most people think they, about that? We got, win or we lose that? Their one. defense is, is outstanding. But the Ravens, yeah, the Ra- it even scares me that we're on the Ravens' <laughs> schedule. Yeah, yeah. you know. It's, well, it's, that's going to be the test. That's going to be, you know, what uh, the San Francisco. The first three games are the test. If they can't get first, uh, they can't win at least one of those three games. Just forget it. Well, you know what? 49ers, Seattle, and Baltimore. And That's I, what I said. The first three yeah, games. And, and I'm just saying that when you think about those, those and our those, screen went dead. Oh man, those are those are some uh, is, you know time. tough games. But listen, as a matter of fact, you know we're going in there to, to Frisco for that first game. And San no, Fran. And, and I, uh, uh, yeah, Frisco. There you go. San Fran. But but Alex Smith looked good. In fact, he looked better to me than Matt Liner. Did, yeah, yes know? he did. Yes and, he did. And he's he's a young quarterback just like Matt. Well, well he's, he's been he's got more time in than um, than Matt Matt does, and he's already gone through his his. Uh, Initial uh, growing pains. I think this is his third, Alex Smith's third year. Yeah, he's got that, one year. I mean, yeah. but still a three-year quarterback, a two-year yeah, quarterback. You know, you understand. He was in there. He was in there getting banged around from day one. Yep, that, yeah, they know, threw him in there. I beg your pardon. They, they threw, threw him in there. Yes, they did. Yes, yes. And so I, I think that's that's helped him in gaining his confidence. Uh, he's been benched, you know, and you know now he understands uh, to be out there going through getting sacked all the time, team not winning, and the team believes in him now. They know that he's he's not a quarter. He's going to fight for him. And what he's looking for now is becoming a more efficient passer. You know, my feeling he's is not even worried about you know the sacks that are going to come and all that and how young his his line is or things like that. And oh, it's it's time for me to move on. He's yeah. taking responsibility upon himself to get better. Yes, he I did. haven't heard that that 
that's being vocalized. Uh, well, you know, it's never vocalized because when you really look at it, really look at it, Roy, what they did was they threw them in there. They, they were losing games left and right. And But they, what they did was they got that offensive unit to get experience together. Anyway, we got to take a break. Roy, can you hold on for a second? I, I, we got a couple more things to talk about. That's You're listening fine. to the Ray Ellis Sports Show on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Uh, and I'm Fan Man, and we'll be right back after we pay some bills. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Oh, that's how it's done, baby, right there. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Here it is, sports fans, the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show, where we talk about sports and everything in between, from high school to college sports, right up to the pros. Join host Arthur A.G., co-star of the 1994 sports documentary, Hoop Dreams, for the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 Eastern, premiering on the Voice America Sports Channel. Arthur will host a variety of guests and will give the average fan a platform to voice his or her opinion about how sports play a significant role in our society. Get set for hard-hitting topics that cut to the soul of sports. See the sports industry through the eyes of the kid in the city and the kid in the suburbs. Hear from the businessmen and, yes, women from around the world. Whatever your passion is, football, basketball, baseball, golf, soccer, NASCAR, or hockey, the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show is for you. That's every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. We just say it like it is. And you can, too. Internet Sports Talk Radio. Voice America Sports. You're listening to the Ray Ellis Show on VoiceAmericaSports.com. What time is it back east? It's um, uh, 3, no, 3.30. 3.30? 3.30. Okay. And we're going to change in the fall, remember. Okay. Anyway, we have Roy on Roy. Shout out to those folks back east. Roy, one more question. Yes, sir. This weekend, Houston, Texans, Cardinals, what are we going to see from a fan's point of view? Oh, well, <laughs> I would like to tell you that. Now, be honest with me. Okay. Well, let's say, from, the, let's want... say from a Cardinals point of view. Cause, you know, from the, we okay, from the Cardinals point of view. Well, okay. from the Cardinals point of view, I, I hope that we're going to see um, uh, some zip on offense, uh, some aggressive uh, defensive play. Um, I think that, uh, that the defense helps to, to set the tone to me. And um, I know uh, it was really interesting listening to, to Ray talk because um, – he was talking about Ray being a strong former strong safety. He, you know, he's one of the quarterbacks on defense. Right. And he's sitting back there and he's watching the quarterback and, and their mannerisms and trying to pick up on subtle cues so that he can get a jump on the play. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when you're looking at at a quarterback uh, from that perspective, he can see little uh, idiosyncrasies that can tell you if he's got it today or if he doesn't. 
And um, I thought it was kind of interesting in, in the things that he said there. So I, I hope that uh, through his insight, he's able to see um, Liner come out with uh, some of those uh, little idiosyncrasies on the positive side of things um, uh, next week or this week because I think the offense sorely needs that. They're, they've got San Diego coming up, um, and um, San Diego is, is no one to take lightly, whether it's preseason or not. Right. Uh, if they're I looking agree with at you. that as a gauge to determine where they're at, they better have all their ducks in a row. Yeah, well, you know, this game is actually, you know, this game is probably could be more important than the next game because yeah. what will happen is the third game you go into the preseason is basically you, you're going to have your starting lineup set. set right. Right. You like to have it set going into that third game. So the people, the way they perform in this particular game. This is cut time. Yeah, this, this is cut This is hump week right now. You know, you want to mm. get over this hump week and you want to establish yourself as a player. You even want to establish what kind of player you're going to be going into the season. Right. And then you want to focus on that throughout the entire preseason, the, the rest of the preseason. and into, Because what will happen is – this game, you know, it'll determine the starting lineup. Those starting lineups will play against the San Diego Chargers for a period of time, and then maybe they'll play at least a half. They may go into the third quarter, and then that last and final. Uh, they play the whole game. game. They play against Denver. Yeah. No, don't they play the whole game? They may not. Some of them may not even play because they don't want. They already they don't want injury. established, yeah. so they may be yeah. some injuries. But but then some people like to take that last one as again the the final time that you're going to risk the players of injury for something that really doesn't mean anything. And that's a preseason game, with the exception of the young guys that are battling for a uh, position. And, and you know we've been focusing on the young guy, the uh, the tight end coming out of uh, Delaware. You know. Uh, uh, I, I think his last name is Jax. I, I forget the big kid's name. But anyway, ben, uh, Benjamin. Benjamin is uh, having a tough time at tight end. You know, he uh, there was a couple times where he missed a pass, uh, hit him right in his, I guess, in his chest. And uh, and then there was another time where uh, he was open for a touchdown and, uh, you know, just didn't uh, remember to turn around. He wasn't, yeah. uh, you know, ready to catch the ball. And, uh, you know, those things can be tough on young players when they're in there and it's their chance to make a team and, and you miss a pass or you miss an assignment, uh, well, we'll be, see, you, you know, could we'll, be cut. Okay, well, we're going to see what happens uh, the, the second game. And like, you, like Ray said, you know, the, the, this, is hump, this is hump week. Uh, there's going to be a lot of players cut, and they're going to get in, into the third and fourth games. And I think we should have the 2007-2008 uh, Cardinals ready to go to battle in the NFL. Hey, Can Roy, thanks one, for the call. One, one, one quick comment. Sure, go ahead. i tell you what will really be interesting to me in this Benjamin upcoming Pitt. game against Houston. Mm-hmm. I want to see how Edron James performs versus Amon Green. Because he's their uh, he's their running back at um, at Houston now, coming from um, Green Bay. That's right. And I liked him there. Mm-hmm. You know, but it'll really be to me, it'll be interesting from a uh, running back standpoint to see how the competition there goes. Uh, they've got that new quarterback from Atlanta, Matt Stop, and uh, you know it's it's he's been he's been on the bench and uh, you know just clearing that clipboard. And, right. You know who the, you know who the coaches for the uh, Texans. It's Gary Kubiak. He used yeah. to play he's a member in Denver. In Denver. Yeah, yeah. he's a play caller there. So I think it's so going to be a lot coach. of interesting schemes that are going to be thrown at the Cardinals because mm-hmm. Kubiak, uh, he, he's got some knowledge up there. Well, he's got some knowledge, but I, I think uh, Houston Texans will, if we, if we ever be known as the team who probably made the biggest draft mistake in the history <laughs> oh, of the yeah. draft, you know. That yeah. was a mess. And they're, they're never, you know, going to live that one down because Reggie is not going to let them live that one down. Oh, he's got an instant message. They have a crappy running game, the Texans. Okay, well, we'll, well, find, that we'll, on, we'll, we'll find that on Saturday. 
Well, because Reggie's guys missing. for having me on. Because Reggie's <laughs> missing. Hey, hey, Roy, thank you for calling in uh, to the show. If you would like to call in, you may do so by calling uh, 1-866-472-5787. <laughs> hey, we're doing rhymes, hey, like in man, school. Anyway, 866-472-5788. Oh, just to let you know, um, Pat Summerall will be coming on the Voice of America Sports starting September 4th at noon Pacific Standard Time, which will be 3 o'clock in the East Coast. And then our show, the Rayel Show, will be following the Pat Summerall Show. So starting Tuesday, September 4th, we have Pat Summerall on at noon Pacific and the Rayel Show with Fan Man at so 1 o'clock. So we're moving to Tuesdays. We're moving to Tuesdays at man, 1 o'clock. That's right. Man, we're the Rodney Dangerfield of the station. We're the Rodney. You know, they're they're always kicking us around. Can't get any respect. But I respect the fact that Pat Summerall is going to be here. Pat Summerall is going to be here. So, Pat, if you're listening, give us a call. You got the numbers. Again, man, you just Again. you just don't understand. No. How, you know, it's like, it's like what? living what? my dream all over again. Yeah, you know, okay. Pat Summerall, right? Pat Summerall is going to be on the radio you know, station. Uh, be truly in. from my heart. But you know, something else I want to talk about. The what do you want to talk about? You know, the special teams, you know, it's starting to worry me. One thing about it is we got to be clicking on all cylinders. All cylinders, when you hear that, they're a cliche, you know, you hear that in football. But listen, the special teams has got to be something we got to, we could add to depend on. Like last year when our kicker was missing all these kicks, and this year, tell, please tell me, I mean, what was he praying about when he kicked the six, uh, what, 57 59, yard, 59 yard? Year. He was praying it's to somebody. It's preseason. It, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. What I, is I he sliding know. on? It's, like he just, you know, put us into the Super Bowl. He was, he was excited, but see, when you do He's that. He's a kicker. Yeah, but when you do that slide, you can injure your knee. Well, not only can he injure and his then knee, then but he, he, really, he, he really injured his, his his persona as a professional football player. He really? had no, he is yeah. not. You know, it's preseason, and he's sliding. They he, slide the around. record. If it was a record, it wouldn't count. It's Tom preseason. Dempsey had, Tom Dempsey had the record. Sixty-three the yards. 60, Sixty-three yards. Sixty-three yards. No, he was with the Saints when he kicked that. Oh, was it with the Saints? Was yeah. It? Oh, yeah. I thought it was with the Eagles. Anyway, had half half a foot. Uh, uh, you know, that I, just goes to show that this is a game that perhaps maybe. You're not blessed with all the skills, but he gets he got the job done. Well, in the Eagles situation, getting off the subject a little bit from uh, the Arizona Cardinals, Jerome McDougal, star cross career, suffered another blow when the former first round pick got hurt again. I mean, you know, this guy can't get a break. Well, and, and he's a good player. But too. injuries happen. You know, that's that's something that you just hope and pray that uh, you know you make it through a year. And and most of the times, if you look at the Super Bowl teams, the Indianapolis Colts, you know, win the Super Bowl, they don't have injuries. They don't mm. lose any of their starters throughout the entire year. You know, it, to, to start. Start of season and the end of season with every person, you know, in the right position, you know, at the end of the year that was there at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's a truly blessed, you know, a right. team right there. Well, the Eagles are going to host Carolina on Friday night, and uh, Donovan McNabb is expected to see his first action since uh, tearing up the, lead, uh, the, the uh, knee ligament last November. Uh, Andy Reid, the uh, coach of the Eagles, uh, announced, uh, he will announce how long McNabb and the starters will play on Thursday. Probably not long. They don't want to get him hurt. Well, there we go. Uh, that There's that Brothers Johnson music again. Okay. Are we coming up to a break or something? Uh, I guess we are. I'm mean, having engineering problems today. I don't know why. why what's going no, on? No, no breaks. No breaks. It's just you know we got a little music in the background, so we get to talk uh, on top of the music. But uh, perhaps maybe. Uh, but listen, let me say this. I want to talk about the Monday Night Football. Keeping uh, it funky. Yeah, keeping it funky. <laughs> Monday Night Football was definitely funky. Turn that off. You had some off. young quarterbacks playing. You had Alex right. Smith playing. You had Jay Cutler. These are quarterbacks. Again, we're looking at Matt, and we just want to try to gauge where is Matt in the event that uh, you know we look at these other people and we want to compare his status to to our status in, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of performance. And I thought that Alex Smith and Jay Cutler looked very good. Yes, they did. And, you know, and the Broncos. Uh, you know, with with Forty Niners are more of a concern to us than the Broncos. Are you know, and again, Alex may have one year you know ahead of Matt, but but Jay Cutler looked good. 
Yes, he did. That's yeah, why they, I, that's I, why I, they got rid of Jake. And I, and I and I hate I hate Denver, but you know he looked good. I hate Denver too, but uh, Jake uh, Plummer was kicked out of there. Uh, Cutler's good. Cutler, well, I think Cutler's going to take him to the next to the level. Yeah, to the next but, level. But, but even though, even though Plummer's I'm not with somebody, you know. Yeah, Plummer retired. He said, "I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm finished." But listen, I, I want to give uh, I also want to give credit to uh, you know to our, to our defensive players. I thought we played a great game. As a matter of fact, corn, our our cornerback uh, Mr. Green had a great uh, had a great game. You know, you know, you know what I thought about the game. Uh, other than the football game itself, was the announcers. Well, Those well, announcers were just absolutely horrid. I could do a, I mean, you could do a better play-by-play uh, analysis of well, the game. Well, I, I would think that the players got to give them something to get excited about. But you know what and I think Marcel Ship gave them something to be Marcel excited Shipp about. Marcel Ship was really good. But at one point on the announcers where... where J.J. Arrington gave them something to be excited about. Right. But one of the, one of the points on the announcers when... Um, Edge gave them nothing not, to be excited about. <laughs> you keep on driving out, aren't you? What happens if Edge does fifteen hundred yards this season? What are you going to do? And then we, we're hosting the Super Bowl, and that's what I'm trying uh, to get us to do. There's no Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that, that's the you know that's the you know the hidden agenda is to create you know do you, do you a have, fire inside of him me, so he'll go let out. Let me ask you a question. Hey, Bobby, he don't right. even know Ray Ellis is talking. Right. Let me him. ask you a question. Do you think that they're just covering this up? Like they're just going out there and they're just you know plan, you know just doing their thing and they're trying to figure you know they're trying to find out you know what fits and what doesn't fit but you, you come come the season opener it's gonna it's gonna be a blowout no, against San Francisco. Not, you know, do you think not, they're playing you, some what game? What you're trying to do to me now is do what you say they always do to you and the rest of the fans. Right. You're trying to put a spin on your real question. Is, like, yes. is this a spin? No, this is a not spin. a spin. This is not a so, spin. They are doing everything they can to find out what kind of team okay. they have. So as a former NFL player, strong safety for the Eagles and the Cleveland Browns, the way you looked at the game. Wise, the Cardinals need a lot of work, or do you think we're going to see some some type of um, winning uh, attitude here? Well, it, it was the first preseason game, and uh, you yeah, know, see, the they always say really it's not how up. you start, it's how you finish. But no, you want to start off. You want, as I always say, if they're keeping score, you want to win. So, you know what? So, one of the things you taught me uh, when you go in the preseason and the team is saying, you know what, we're going to the Super Bowl. That's our goal this year. We're going to get there. We're going to beat everybody. And you start a preseason and you start playing as a winner from the first game out. And you start. You don't sit there. And I hear you hear coaches and fans, and a lot of people say they don't count. Who cares? They don't care. They could go zero and four, and the coach can look at the players and make sure they're. Right. But you know, when you go zero and four, that tells you quite a bit that they're not together. Well, so if, if the Cardinals go zero and four here. Uh, I would not expect a good season. And I guess I'm trying to do the spin where maybe they're trying to, you know, put a, uh, cast some kind of doubt on it and then all of a sudden come out on the first game and blow out San Francisco. Well, you know, you know, as, much, as much as we like to think that preseason doesn't count. Preseason does count. It doesn't it, count, though. No, but it, it does. It, it does, but it doesn't. You it know doesn't. what? It does the same. What's that word? Camaraderie you yeah. use all the time? Yeah, well, you, you get you got to have something there. It's a cohesiveness of which the, the cohesiveness, line yes, wants to have, have in the secondary wants to have and the linebackers want to have and the special teams, you want to all be on one page. But the fact of the matter is there have been many teams. As a matter of fact, I don't think there's ever been a Super Bowl winner. And I, maybe i got to check this. Somebody can check this for me. I don't think there's been a Super Bowl winner who went 4-0 in the preseason or 6-0. Like I, you, you know. know, I don't know. I don't have the record, yeah, the, but, but the see, stats in so, front of us. So, so really, you want to win because winners never like losing. But at the same time, when you look at the history and the significance of going 4-0 in the preseason and then winning, uh, man, it doesn't correlate. So I'll tell you what, maybe we'll find something that correlates when we get back. Uh, and, and hopefully the correlation would be the fact that this next game, we're going to be clicking on all cylinders. Well, let's hope so. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the VoiceAmericaSports.com radio network. And we'll be right back after we pay some bills. You 
We just say it like it is. And you can too. Internet Sports Talk Radio. The Voice America Sports. Listen up, race fans. It's time to tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind and get the news from the cars and the stars in auto racing from all over the country. Sit down, strap in, and sound off with host and my friend, Dennis Michelson, freelance NASCAR writer and a big race fan himself. Race Talk Radio airs live on the Voice America Sports Channel every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Racetalkradio.com features the official Internet radio shows for the ARCA Remax and ASA Late Model Series. We feature the only NASCAR Top 20 poll that gets the NASCAR press and fans involved in the voting every week. Now that's something to wag your tail at. Tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind with host Dennis Michelson for exclusive racing features and the best interviews from our Racetalkradio.com network of racing shows. That's every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. PST and 3 p.m. EST on the Voice America Sports Channel. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum, or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right tail. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Ray L's show with Fan Man. And if you'd like to give us a call, you may do so. The telephone number is... I don't have a clue what that talk you don't know, Oh, you never knew what that Is it the 866 number or the 866 that, That's the number, yeah. 5787 Yeah, 866-472-5787. And uh, you're listening to Fan Man with Ray Ellis, and we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals, the NFL, the preseason, and everything that's going on. And this weekend is the Yeah, but the, the Cardinals got some uh, some real serious injuries. I know they went into preseason and, you know, in camp for a couple of weeks, and everything was okay. They were working out real hard. But we're going to get back to that. Uh, is O'Keefer, okay. is he well, done? No, O'Keefer's done for the season. He tore, he, yeah, he's, by, done. He's, he's out. Yeah, they, they, he's done. He's finished for the season. And starting right tackle Oliver uh, Ross, he tore a uh, tricep muscle in the loss to the Raiders on Saturday And that's night. how Levi's in there. So, and then, in there. so both are expected to get second opinions, but they actually said in the media here in town that um, O'Keefer is done for the season. So it's going to be difficult to um, to see how this is all going to work out. I mean, O'Keefer had transitioned well into the new linebacking role. So Kiever's backup is Daryl Blackstone, who has yet to show much of anything since being drafted in 2005. And the Cardinals were also looking at Calvin Pace, who didn't do too well last year either. Uh, Ross, 
was battling number one draft pick Levi Brown for the starting role, so that means Brown's going to be right in there, as you well know, right? Yeah, right. That well, was going to happen anyway. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to put him in there. See, the, the, the biggest issue here that the Cardinals have uh, is the current uh, lack of uh, depth at the tackle position with Ross gone, and the top remaining backup tackle on the roster is uh, Brandon uh, Gorin, who has struggled. So I don't know what they're going to do. Well, uh, Ro- Russ Grimm has well, a lot of work here. Yeah, and we were we were going into this uh, into this preseason looking pretty good. Yeah, we well, had, they were we healthy. Great competition. Again, we're right, right back to the physical conditioning, to yeah. the strength and conditioning coach that they brought in, and they were you know they showed them on the sidelines. So I don't know. Do you do you blame that or do you blame uh, just it's, it's football and that's the it, way it it's, is? It's football. It's yeah. the nature of the game. You know, I want, I, I like uh, Tiki. Barber's commercial. I think it's Tiki. You Tiki. Know, it's one Tiki of the Barber. It's on Tiki. As he's riding in his Escalade and he's going down the street and he's, he's just thinking. He's in the zone, you know, and right. he's just thinking about looking over his career and thinking about the opportunities. And he says his opportunity actually, actually presented itself due to an injury. Somebody else got injured and he, he had to be ready at that time. Same thing happened to me in a young career at Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. The Ohio State myself. University. That's right. you got to be ready. And that's what football is all about. You know, football, as I talked about the dog thing, we don't want to go there. But yeah, we don't want to do might that. Might as well go there. I forget hey, about that. Hey, that dog, that's a dead dog now, so you got to move on. That player, the player's, he's the done. player's done. I mean, it's almost like he's not a part of the team anymore. The next player has to step up, and you got to be ready. you got to be ready to play. And guess what? If that person who's put in there who doesn't perform – then his time may come and go. But, I, you know, I, you're one of the linebackers that I, I think the kids from Florida, from Florida State, you know, uh, you know, Davis, you know, man, it's going to be hard for us to keep him off the field. I mean, he's a little too, five and nine. Five nine. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, a football player, you know. And, uh, well, I am definitely looking forward to this Saturday night with the uh, Houston Texans. And we'll have to watch uh, Leonard very closely, Edge and the O-line very, very closely, especially on the tackles and the guard positions uh, with the injuries and how the uh, second um, um, – level players come up and take over that and protect Leinart and make the holes for Edge. And Terrell Smith, I think he's going to do a great job. Uh, Terrell Smith is going to open up some holes. He's going to open up some holes, and I think they're going to be for Marcel Ship, and I think they're yeah. going to be for J.J. Well, Anderson. Ship, you know, when you look at Ship uh, last year, the, he, he only carried the ball. This is what Fat Denny did to Ship. 17 times... Of all of 2006. Well, that's because... Again, 17 times. And, and, and he should have carried the ball more than that. Whenever you have, you know, two runners who give you, a, you know, a different, a change of pace, you got to take advantage of them. It's got to be, you know, running back, you know, right. you know, a, a committee. Not just one. It's got to be running back see, by committee. I, I've been here watching Marcel Shibb over the past, the past few years. Marcel Shibb is a great running back. He is good. And, you know, the guy's been kicked around, and they interviewed him the other day in the, in the media here in town, and he said, well, you know, whatever the Cardinals want me to do, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to play hard hard and win for the team, and he's a great guy. He's going to play. Yeah, he's going to play. He's going to play. There's and then, no doubt he's got to, you know, Wizard Hunt's got to look at him and put him in the game. So you know, even the kid, uh, I wanted to say this too about the young kid, Alan Branch. Alan made a oh, he played great. He yeah, played Alan good. Branch is huge. Yeah, he's, 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 he's really good. Got to get him in there. Got to get him in there. He's going to be in there. But anyway, getting back to uh, Ship, he ran seven times on Saturday night for 35, 35 yards, yeah. finding holes with his straight-ahead style. And he was trying to get out of here, and Wisenhunt said, no, no, we want to keep you. We don't want you to go to free agency. Because Wisenhunt knew that, that that ship is good. So you got ship, J.J. Arrington, and you got edge. I mean, you got three good run, running backs. Well, there. I'll tell you what. You'll find out because if, it's, if it's, the ultimate goal of this team is to win, then they should all get a chance to play. And if they get a chance to play, which they, they're doing in the preseason, and they get a chance to exhibit their talents, you will see who the clear-cut you know, best player he is. And certainly, I think if that's the case, then you put those people in there and it opens up the offense and we get a better chance. Well, getting into the numbers with Edge, Edge had, uh, he had a little, a little bit more difficulty than Chip did um, in his preseason debut. Uh, he only got three yards on two carries. 
And, that was it. You know, and again, you can't win with that. You, what, what you're able to do when you're a great running back like Ed used to be is you're able to create opportunities for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and and when you lose that ability to do that, then it's time to hang it up. You know, and so it. So it, you, you you still think that he's done? That he's a senior citizen here, and yeah, he's well, 28 years you know, old or 29, whatever. And it is. unfortunately, and uh, and football is almost like dog life. You know, it's it is what it is. You know, and uh, he is uh, in, in in terms of a running back, he's a senior citizen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the. Uh, captains for Wizard Hunt's first game were obvious choices from each uh, facet of the team. Quarterback Matt Liner for the offense, of course. Safety Adrian Wilson, who's always good. And uh, the defense, uh, from the defense, and then uh, Mr. Neil Rackers, the kicker. Well, yeah, Mr. Rackers, the kicker, you know, again, he shouldn't even be a captain. You know, he, somebody's got to lead the special team. Yeah, why should team. he be the captain? Well, uh, somebody's got to lead the special team. Were you ever a captain? Were you yeah. ever a captain? Yeah. Were you, were you a captain? Every, on, at every level. At every level. So yep. you were a captain on the Eagles team? High school college, yep, yep. Really? They elected you? I represented the Why did they do that? That. Well, because I did the best I could. Oh, because you were the best, one of the best players? <laughs> yeah. No, I just did the best I, I saw could. you hit Walter thing. Payton in that Chicago game. I thought Payton was dead well, when I saw that hit. Well, I, I don't know about Pat that. Pat Summerall man. called that game. He was like, going, did, you see what, did you see what Ellis did? You, you, you just got to do the best. It's like either hit them or, or they're going to hit you. you. They're going to hit you, right. And so. Walter's the kind of guy, he would run you over. You Who, know? Andre? Oh, no, Walter. Oh, Walter. Walter Payton. Oh, if Payton. You, if you approach Walter, you know, and, just, and the stiff arm. You know, Walter, I, I tell my son, I mm-hmm. tell my son, son, please, whatever you do, don't get stiff arm. Please, don't get It's the most embarrassing thing that can happen to well, somebody. Well, there's a couple of stiff arms on Saturday Night's Game. Did you watch that? Oh, yeah. There's a couple I, stiff I mean, arms. You know, it's, it's, it's the ultimate weapon, and it is the ultimate embarrassment when the, you approach a running back and he's able to literally take you and lift you off his, and push you off off your feet. Right. You know, that is embarrassing. Like you're not your getting feet me. Go over your head. Yeah, you're not getting me. I'm going to make an embarrassment out of you. Got to go get him. Got to go get him. Anyway, uh, we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, basically, uh, the Cardinals play the Houston Texans on Saturday night. Should be an interesting uh, matchup. The NFL is in full swing in preseason. They so. need to get out. They need to score. You know, they need to establish themselves as a physical team yeah, on like, defense, yeah, physical right. offense. You know, mm-hmm. a team that's going to be able to run the ball and pass. Well, I think what Roy said earlier in the conversation when he was on the air that they just looked flat, and I got the same opinion. They just looked flat. I mean, well, I, I, I didn't see any change. I, I thought I thought I was going to see. I had my chicken wings. I had my beer, and I'm sitting there on the sofa. My girlfriend, of course, is upset because I'm watching the Cardinals. And um, so I said, go buy another TV. That's well, what you know, what's interesting yeah. is you, you, you said something that just can't happen. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like the same old Cardinals, and this team yeah. should not look like the same old Cardinals. Well, you know what? They should I mean, have an identity that says to you that this is Wizard Hunt. This is, team. Yeah, and this I is Wiz's team. Right. I didn't see that, and and, and I know a lot of the fans, you know, they, again, they're going, it's only preseason, but, you know, the preseason shows, what have you been doing in conditioning, off-season mini camps, um, now we're into the, you know, the, 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 the preseason, you know, what's going on? I mean, they got to show us something this coming Saturday, or you guys got your act together, let's go. Well, they're going to have a chance to show you that, because although LaDainian didn't play so. last week, I think LaDainian will get a chance to play this I don't week. Think he's, I don't think they're going to play him. He seemed really upset that he's sitting on the sidelines. He looked bored in well, fact. Well, they showed one thing him. about it, but he, but he did give credit to a coaching staff who respects the fact that he has already established himself he as, a, as a great player. You're exactly he's right. a great player. So you don't want to you don't put want to him hurt at him. risk. You, know, you want to minimize I, the risk by playing him. But he's got to get ready for game time situations. I think, and, and practice is a little, a lot yeah, different I think it'll be, than he'll, a preseason he'll, he'll, game. He'll play in the third preseason so, game. Well, and, and this one uh, coming up is the third preseason game. But uh, uh, unfortunately, boy, time has run out time on us. Flies. We've had, hey, we've had a lot of fun, and that's what happens when uh, when you're having fun. But you've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey,